Welcome back to another episode of Living on Mission, and I am so excited, so excited for this this podcast, but also this next series of podcasts, because can I make a little confession to you? I have been through a mini season of drought and confusion and just uncertainty when it comes to the things that God has called me to do. And here's the thing. I know that God is not the God of confusion. His word tells us that. And honestly, a lot of what I've been thinking and feeling is probably hormone related. And I'm so thankful that I can identify that. But I will tell you that there have been a couple of weeks, like I want to record a podcast. I want to share with these women what God has given me to share. But honestly, right now, I don't know what that looks like. And so I have been kind of brainstorming and praying a lot and inviting God into this whole podcast thing. And I'm excited to say that I have some good stuff for you over the next few weeks, um, hopefully for the whole year. But right now I'm focused on right here, right now. So I am starting something new with some ladies that I love and new ladies that I've just gotten to know. As you know, I'm a health and fitness coach full-time. That's my my full-time profession. I'm a faith-based health and fitness coach. I help women find nutrition programs workouts, you know, mindset, invite God into their health and fitness. And I get to do that every single day. And it's a job I love. And oh my gosh, I could cry right now. Just thinking I'm in all, I'm in all of God's hand and in all of his provision in my life. And the fact that I get to do this for my job every single day, the fact that it keeps me home with my family so that I can homeschool my children. But anyways, I, I got off track all that to point to God's God's goodness. It's his hand. It's not me, but that's what I do. I'm a health and fitness coach. I love, love, love to tell my story of how God set me free from not only binge eating and volume eating and things like that, but also set me free from the mind game that can be food, the mind game that can wreck us, the mind game that we play with ourselves. Honestly, that I know Satan uses to control so many of us women who could be lighting up the world for God, right? And you may be thinking, okay, Rachel, we're talking about food here. Yeah, we are. We absolutely are. And in today's episode, I really want to dive into the question, does God care about what I eat? Does God care about the food that I put into my mouth? Does God care about, you know, what goes from my fork to my mouth every single day? And I want to tell you this before you check out on me, before you're like, oh, she's going to start quoting scripture and I got to give up my big Mac, right? I want you to listen. This is not going to be a long episode. It's going to be very brief, but I want to start this series of just really what it looks like to commit to your health, what it looks like to commit to your fitness, what it looks like to commit to your nutrition. Like if we don't get this simple fact that God absolutely cares about every single part of our life, then you are going to fail every single time. And if you're listening to this, you can be like, oh, wow. How does she know I failed sister? Because I failed over and over and over and over again. Like, it's ridiculous. You would laugh if you knew how many things I tried 
to lose weight. Cause let's face it for the longest time, really until like the last five years, it's been about losing weight and looking a certain way and feeling good in my clothes, which there's nothing wrong with that, but that's only going to motivate you so long, right? That's only going to keep you out of the Oreos for a little while. And so out of the drive-thru for me, it was a big Mac and value fries, right? Uh, so I, want you to listen to what I feel that the Holy Spirit has given me to share with you today with an open heart, with an open mind and with a hunger, like pause this podcast right now, stop and pray. And honestly, can I give you a prayer to pray if this is an area of life that you struggle with? Cause I get that not everybody who listens to this podcast struggles with overeating. You may not struggle with, with eating the things that you know, are not giving your life, your body life, but I know a lot of us do. So if that's you, push pause after you hear this and just say this prayer, give it to God. God, I know that you created me. You are an awesome and amazing creator and that you created me for good. You created me for that abundant, that a full life that I can have on this earth. And I have not been living it when it comes to my health and fitness and my nutrition. God, open my eyes to what needs to change. Open my eyes to my sinful behaviors. Forgive me and reveal ways that I can turn this over to you every single day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Living on Mission. I know that sometimes it's hard to find the joy in Jesus in the everyday moments, but that is exactly what we're going to do by digging into God's Word, letting go of whatever is holding you back from living on mission for Christ, talking about the everyday life, laughing a little and crying a little, because let's be honest, we all do a little of both. So settle in, grab a cup of coffee, and let's live on mission together. Okay. Does God care about what you eat? So if you know me, you know my story. I never really had trouble losing weight for most of my life. Honestly, for a lot of my life, I was quite skinny, like too skinny, uh, just because that's the way I was created. And then in high school, college, I did actually start to gain some weight. Um, not proud to say I started drinking in college and I spent a lot of time at the Sonic drive through and in the cafeteria at my college and lots of late nights, lots of just overeating. I really developed some habits of comforting myself with food. I lived far away from my family and I just used food as kind of my companion like a friend, um, you know, I was like, if I gain weight, I can get it off. I started to run in college because I started to gain weight. And so I went through college really just kind of eating and living however I wanted to until one summer, somebody at church at my home church, cause I did go to church, even though I was not a believer at that point in my life that happened later, somebody at my home church came up to me one Sunday when I was visiting back home. And she was like, your mom, she was not right. You don't look like you've gained a whole lot of weight. And I was like, what, what my mom is talking about me and telling people I'm gaining weight. It must be bad. Right? So I honestly, started to take drastic measures to try to control my weight. I did things like the tuna and egg diet, like cabbage soup diet. You know, at one point in college, I did develop an eating disorder and the dick followed me into adulthood for a brief period. But 
And that's kind of my history, um, my early history. And when I became a mom, I nursed, did not have any trouble losing weight after the babies because of the nursing and actually ate large volumes of unhealthy food because I was so hungry, but I still didn't gain weight. And so I, in that, I created this habit of volume eating. And, you know, after the kids were put to bed and the house was quiet, I really just looked forward to like a glass of wine and some cookie dough. Hmm. That's, that was my choice. And it's what I had and I didn't gain weight. So I developed this habit. And so when that stopped, when my nursing stopped, having children stopped, I continued the habits, but my body was not burning like it was when I was pregnant and nursing. And so I did start to gain weight at 33. And I, really the first thing I had issue with was the way I looked the way that I looked my, the scale was going up. My clothes didn't fit. I was very unhappy with how I looked. Honestly, I was very unhappy with how I felt with my husband. And that was the first thing that really grabbed my attention. The second was I naturally had high cholesterol and I knew that I was going to have to take cholesterol medicine if I didn't change something. And I knew also the very harmful effects that cholesterol medicine has on your body. And I didn't want that for my children. I wanted to be around for a very long time and be a healthy mom. And I also wanted to set a good example. Like I was an adult now. <laughs> I was an adult with two small kids, a husband who loved me very much. And I was a follower of Christ at this point. And I wanted to honor God with my choices. And I wanted to honor my family. Therefore, I found a nutrition plan that was simply based on whole foods, eating proper portions, working out and, and just moderating really just, just doing what I knew I was supposed to do. And it worked, it worked. And um, it really wasn't until after I became a coach, after I wanted to help other women figure this out, like I had, that I really started to invite God into that process. And if you know me, you also know, I love the book Made to Crave by Lisa Turkers. I highly recommend it, but it really opened my eyes to one, my stinking thinking when it came to how I viewed my body and food and two, my need, my need to invite God into this area of my life. And so, you know, I think about, does God care about what I eat? And my first instinct is to go back to the beginning, to go back to Genesis. And if we go back to Genesis and we look at what his word says in chapter one, in chapter one, not only did he create all these beautiful things, the earth, the sky, the grass, the, the oceans, you know, everything from nothing. He also created man in his own image and he created fruit and food and, and things to, to sustain man. So Genesis 1 29 says, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit and seed in it. They will be yours for food and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, that's you and me, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. So let's talk about the fact that he created us very specifically he could have used anything to sustain us, to give us life. He could have used air. He could have used water. He could have used grass. He could have used whatever he wanted to, but God chose to make us and to make food to sustain our bodies, to give our bodies life while we are on this earth. First of all, 
that indicates to me that he cares about what we put in our body. He put so much time and thought, maybe not time. He was quick. He put so much thought and energy into creating it and creating us just so that to me, that means it's important to God, right? Does that make sense to you? I hope that it does. So when I say God cares, I don't think he cares in a judgmental way. I think that he cares in a way that, hey, I made you just like this and I've given you everything you need to function well, to operate healthy, to be the size you want to be and to have the energy that you want to have and to have the mental clarity to pursue me and live the life that I created you for, right? I do think he cares and that when he sees us putting junk inside of our bodies, that takes our life, that shortens our life, that clogs our arteries, that fogs our brain, that, that decreases our sex drives, moms, that makes us a lesser version of who he created us to be. I think that breaks his heart. I do think it breaks his heart. And so that is where I almost want to leave you honestly today, but I have a few more thoughts before we, before we go into the next phase of this series, but yes, I do think God cares because he crafted you with love and he, he sent his savior to live and die for you, his son to live and die for you. And he cares about the life that you live and food and health is part of that. And really, and truly, if you look in the Bible, it is filled with scenarios of eating as forms of worship and celebration and all of these beautiful things that we get to experience in life. You know, people actually called Jesus a glutton and a drunkard because he was eating and drinking with his people in forms of celebration. Okay. Instead, of fasting. Oh, I could go into a whole other thing on what I've learned on fasting, but we'll save that for later. Yeah, I do. I do believe that he cares, but also not only from the physical standpoint that he created you and he wants you to live life and live it well. I also think, I know, I believe that God sees our heart. I believe that God sees straight into our heart, just like first Samuel chapter 16, verse seven says, it says the Lord does not look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And so raise of hands. If you're listening to this, you can put something down and raise your hand as I say this, but do you struggle like in your heart of hearts? Do you struggle with your addiction to food? Do you struggle with your addiction to maybe alcohol? Do you struggle with knowing when to stop eating? Do you beat yourself up with shame and guilt when you do overeat? When you look at the scale, when you look in the mirror, guys, God sees that he sees straight into your heart. And if it's a struggle for you, if it's a pain point for you, it is for him too. And that again is not how he created us to live. Okay. It's, and if you're struggling, if you're facing your own battles with food, I want you to not be afraid or discouraged, just like Joshua 1, 9 says, but instead instead to understand that God is with you wherever you go. He is with you wherever you go. And he wants, wants, wants to, to be that, that 
that thing, that person, that deity who fills you more than you look to food to fulfill you. And I had a conversation with one of my friends lately. It was Tony and she was messaging me and she was battling, talking about battling her poor habits, telling me how she'd gotten out of her routine or out of her habit of following this nutrition plan she was following. And she was really, really beating herself up about it. And she was talking about it in, in a way that I knew she was convicted by the Holy Spirit because she's a sister in Christ and she follows God. And if we are uh, followers of Christ, we have that Holy Spirit that convicts us of anything and everything that goes against God's plan for our life. Right. And I told Tony, and I'm going to tell you, if you battle if you battle this issue with food, if you battle addiction to food, if you battle the weight gain and the struggle and the beating yourself up and the shame, the good thing is that God has given you that conviction. If you feel bad after you overeat, which is gluttony, God's word tells us that if you feel bad after you overeat, that's conviction. God is not going to leave you where you are. If you feel convicted, he is calling you out of it. He is calling you out of it. Otherwise you would be happy there. You would be content there. You would say, Hey, I'm looking forward to this every single day. And there would be no shame or guilt after your, your, instance of overeating or over drinking, right? So if you feel the guilt, if you feel the conviction, that is all evidence of God's work in you. And that is a good thing. That is where we choose either to continue down the destructive path of overeating and tearing our body down, or we choose to lean into him, lean into God, not into the guilt and the shame, but into God, your creator. And here's the thing also, when we continue to just go down this path, this vicious cycle of self-defeat, like I call it, um, when we continue to, to be a victim to our addictions, to our bad habits, to our binging or restricting, we continue to leave that in the dark. And do you know, do you know who loves, loves to fight his battles in the dark? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is Satan. That is Satan. But how do we fight our battles? We bring them into the light. So if you're fighting addictions, if you're fighting years of bad habits, if you're binging or restricting when it comes to your nutrition, bring it into the light today, friend. Tell a tell a friend, tell me, send me a message on Instagram, make a post about it. Maybe don't make a post about it. Don't do that. Talk to somebody, talk to your spouse. Satan knows when we share our struggles openly, that's when the change begins. Okay. And so I want to leave you with Matthew four, verse 16 on that note, the people who live in darkness have seen a great light. And for those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned guys like for so long, I was living in darkness when it came to this area of my life. And I still, still battle certain behaviors, certain tendencies, certain addictions, but it's in the light now. And I can talk about it and I can ask for prayer and I can lay it down before God every single day and know that he cares because he created me and he loves me and he wants what's best for me. And he wants me to live out my life the best way that I can while I'm here on this earth. And he wants that for you too. So does God care about what you eat? Oh, he does. He does. He does. And next week, we are actually going to talk about what it looks like to prepare, to begin, to follow a healthy lifestyle, to follow a healthy nutrition plan, a workout plan, whatever it is, there has to be some preparation, both physical and spiritual. And that's what I'm going to lead you through next week. But today I want you to know that 
wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, that God cares about you, that I care about you. And it's been an honor and a privilege to share this story with you today. Until next time.